There ain't nothing in the world that I like better than digging and lettuce and homegrown tomatoes. Up in the morning, out in the garden, get you a ripe one, don't get a hard one. Plant them in the spring, need them in the summer. All winter without them is a culinary bummer. I forget all about the sweating and digging. Every time I go out, pick me a big one. Well, I got a, a better idea. I just wait for somebody else to go out and pick a big one and bring a bag of them into the studios and I'm talking about Nicole Stoner, uh, the voice of Yard End Garden Live. For the next 90 minutes, your uh, hopefully your calls with questions, and we'll get you some answers to those questions. And uh, we call it Yard and Garden Live. You just need to call 402-729-3383, and that's how we kick this puppy off for the last time this year. People are... Yeah, applauding that we're here for the oh, last time this no, year. No, that's not. That's not right? No, that's <laughs> no. not. Well, uh, I, you know, if you uh, listen to Old Red 99.5, you no doubt know who uh, who is here as a guest today. If not, oh, why don't you uh, tell everybody who you brought? I brought with me George Pinkerton. He's the co-owner of Roseland Nursery. Welcome, George. Thanks for coming. Oh, you bet, Nicole. You bet. Thanks, Randy. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, by the way, uh, I bought a tree mm-hmm. from the nursery, and it's sitting here in in the control room. Growing. <laughs> it's, growing. it's growing. And I asked when it was born, mm-hmm. and you said? About a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got great growth in a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did it, how did it, did, did you go, like, dig this thing up and <laughs> put roots Ooh, on it? Or how, no. how did it? Did this time of year, and we'll go out and uh, collect native uh, seeds. This particular, we collected off of uh, this uh, mother tree who was located over in Pawnee County. Uh-huh. And we go out and select these trees out kind of visually and everything, There's, uh, and then, or else a historical site. Uh-huh. You know, we got several of them down uh, from Chautauqua Park down in Beatrice, some of the old-growth oaks. Yeah. We go out and take them, bring them back in. We stratify them over the winter. We just put them in a bag with a nice, moist paper towel. And, and that's called what? Stratification. Okay. And then we put it into the refrigerator, and then that fools them to the idea they went through winter. Oh, you okay. Know, and versus not being dug up by a squirrel. So <laughs> the... Uh, we go that, and then we put them in the spring. We put them in trays uh, around March, uh-huh. and they start to germinate. And uh, then we move them into uh, flats, individual uh, cells, 18 of them in a flat. And we grow them on there for a while, and then we eventually move them in probably probably late summer. Uh-huh. We move them into uh, one-gallon pots, and that's where it, uh, it's lived for about a year, year and a half. Okay. So, um, and, and these it's a system that controls and designs the root system to be like a hairy uh, if you wash it off the soil it'd be like a big mop of hair so a lot of fibrous mm-hmm. root, root girdling and things like that so perfect and uh in fact i i've pre-dug the hole good and i guessed about the right size because i bet about mm-hmm. twice as big as the pot that it's in yeah and uh it is going to be known as George. <laughs> George. His whole tree. life his, will be George the tree. <laughs> yeah, make a movie out of that. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, it, and it's the only tree <clears throat> that I have in my landscape, probably, that, oh, master gardeners and mm-hmm. arborists and people like you would consider a real tree. Oh. You know, I have all these flowering 
crab crappy apple and you know i do have a uh, uh a river birch i love that mm-hmm. kind of messy but mm-hmm. still love it i uh, got a good place for it i think that's the kind of the key for a river birch mm-hmm. kind of likes to have cool mm-hmm. cool legs so mm-hmm. yeah so this will be my first tree that i put in the ground that will be here forever and ever and i was, yep. well, I was talking to my wife and i said well you know she says well you know yeah it's great but you know it's going to be a while till we get shade. And I go, well, I probably won't ever get any shade out of it. Oh, but but yeah. you will. You'll be able yeah. to come down and sit there on the patio long after I'm, you know, gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Well, you know, the, the thing about oak trees, people have misconceptions. They're slow mm-hmm. growers. Yeah. And, you know, they'll grow two and a half, four foot a year when they're young, under 25 years old. Mm-hmm. And so they, they move right up there. And, and just a little note there, the, the bur oak are probably the most uh, – promiscuous tree in the forest <gasps> oh it my. will cross with any other type of a white oak you know okay. so we've got several uh crosses that we've got from nrd years and years ago that have had like a burr english or burr swamp uh, so you know oaks and so they're very promiscuous it, it's really kind of neat so uh-huh. like i was telling her earlier so we're this time of year we've gotten uh, select uh, seeds and everything like we were just uh, selected some gamble oak yesterday uh-huh. and uh, it's a different that's more of a front range uh, the rockies a smaller type of oak and then we had dwarf chinkapin it lives over in Mary's and pawnee and it's and that it gets a mature growth of 12 to 15 foot tall mm. okay um and i was in a so i was doing some you know just some backgrounding and i i i think if i'm right i read <clears throat> That it doesn't necessarily drop acorns every year. No, no. There and I, I, is that called a mass the the year that they have a big. It's about one every three years. It, it's, that I think I that's what it said. Three or four. Two. I thought it was two. Okay. Yeah. The red oaks will produce acorns every year, and yeah. the white oaks are every other year. It takes a year to um, for them to a, a full year and you know to mature. Yeah. So they it doesn't it's not just in one growing season. So um, I can't remember what they call it, but you're right because um, so they'll produce a ton in that second year, um, and then really not not any or not very many and in that uh, off year. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the acorns and seeds of different trees here. They're pretty well loaded this year, and I think mm-hmm. it's something to do with the drought. You know, when they come into a droughty type thing, they'll overload to, to get the progeny out in case mm-hmm. of anything. But one of the things that we notice. Uh, first of all, in the tornado down in Wymore, lost a lot of trees there. And one of the trees that stood the, the damage and stood there was an oak, a bur oak. So that's, and bur oaks around there. Yeah, and that's because of that slower growth. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, uh, they are slower growing than like a maple. Um, but, you know, what people want this quick-growing tree. And what you get with a quick-growing tree is weak wood. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> a tree that uh, doesn't doesn't it, necessarily yeah, hang around a lot. It's not as sturdy. And so, like, think mm-hmm. about like a silver maple. Um, or a honey locust, or um, even a sycamore, those trees will break a little easier, pear trees. Mm -hmm. They break very easily in storms, and it's because they're they're quick growing and um, they're not developing hard, you know, sturdier wood like you would get from an oak tree. And that's why, I mean, I love oaks. They're probably my favorite group of trees, and it's just they're a good One of the things we've really noticed this year is that the bur oaks – withstood the drought real well. Mm-hmm. They're green. They look mm-hmm. good. There's a lot of trees out there that are 
or <laughs> shedding leaves earlier and had some mm-hmm. drought damage on it. These trees were green yeah. all the way through it. Yeah. 402-729-3383. 402-729-3383. That is our phone number on Yard and Garden Live, where we can sit here and talk about trees. Mm-hmm. I can talk. Oh, yeah, let's. You know, and you know, because it's funny, uh, I mean, what more can you say about a tree? Well, there's a lot of things you say about a tree, but um, if you've got questions, uh, now would be a great time to call. Uh, we have open lines for you at 402-729-3383. And do keep in mind, uh, this is the last time for this year for Yard and Garden Live. We'd love to have you become part of the program, 402 729 3383. And we're talking trees, but we can talk anything you want to talk. Uh, and uh, Nicole and, and George, they can answer your questions. Uh, experience not just with trees. My goodness, uh, a little bit of everything. 402 729 3383. Randy, one of the things I wanted to ask if we could discuss here real quick, um, and I know I've done it in the past. I do have a survey up. I'm sorry, we cannot do surveys anymore. The FCC is uh, no, of course. <laughs> yeah. So I do have a survey, and I have a couple of prizes for people who take the survey. It's a quick eight-question, um, really short survey, just to kind of gauge where it's where how we're doing with Yard and Garden. Uh-huh. Um, so if you go to go.unl.edu/slash twenty-two Yard and Garden. Lord Almighty, how come we just don't have that on our website? I think you did share it on your Facebook. I think uh, I Facebook? saw it on okay. there. Okay. It's on my Facebook as well. Okay. So there's a link to it. There's also a QR code in that, and I've got a picture of um, the prize packages. So um, just if you would, mi- wouldn't mind taking a quick survey, um, just to let me know how we're doing on Yard and Garden. So that is one thing I wanted to bring up. So Absolutely. And uh, kind of help shape uh, the, the things to come. Mm-hmm. Maybe down the down the down the line. Right. Four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. It's Yard and Garden Live here on uh, this kind of weird Friday in September. Like it wants to rain and it isn't going to rain, and <laughs> and we certainly could use some rain. And I've never seen uh, a year where uh, the garden people have had such either up. Or down year. It's just been been really, really, really weird. We do have a call, and I don't recognize this name, uh, Andor Town. So this is maybe a first-time caller, Kelly from Burn. Hi, Kelly. Burn, Hi, Kansas. our connection's not that great. Okay. Can you hear us? I can. Okay. Do you have a question? We're, we're kind of fuzzy here. Yeah, we are, but it's the best I can do out uh, here on the farm. That's mm-hmm. all right. What's your question? My question is, I'm wanting to put an ornamental in, but most of them are so low-growing. You know, like four feet is the clearance. Uh, is there an ornamental that is meant to be limbed up five or six feet from the ground? Are you thinking like a tree or a shrub? Excuse me, an ornamental tree. I should have said okay. that. Uh, so you and how tall or like how big are you wanting for it? I have plenty of space. We're out on the farm, okay. so that's not a problem. But I was wanting to put in a flowering ornamental tree. Okay. But I would like to be able to walk under it. Mm-hmm. And I am. <laughs> and my. <laughs> yeah. You know when you mow. And I like know. That, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So a lot of times when we talk ornamentals, we think like crab apples and stuff like that. But there are some really good ornamental trees that are larger. The first one that comes to my mind is catalpa um, because of those beautiful blooms that it has in June. Um, you know, I mean, hmm. I mean, you could classify really most any of them as an ornamental tree, but I think you're looking for the flowering. Is that correct? I would. Uh, I'm very familiar with the catalpa. Mm -hmm. Is there another suggestion? George, what are you thinking? Well, you know, I, I was going to say some of the larger crab apples, you might be able to limb up a little bit like mm -hmm. that. Limb up. Yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. that's something I don't really, you know, it if naturally let the tree grow and then just put wood chips underneath it, you'll never have to mow, you know, again and stuff. I mean, that would be something to think about, too. There are some larger crab apples that grow up to, you know, 25, some 30 foot. and uh, Just look for a taller tree that you can yeah. limb up. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the red, a red bud, too, even though it's a smaller tree, can uh -huh. elevate itself fairly well, yeah. you know. Um, another one I just thought of, tulip tree. Tulip tree yeah. would be yeah. a good one. And they're pretty tall, and they have a beautiful yellow blossom mm -hmm. on them right. and a really cool leaf, too. And so. a mag magnolia. Oh, yes, magnolia. Ma magnolia, yeah. yeah. The, uh, well, if you uh, – I apologize. No, if go you ahead. Have a windy, we have a lot of wind out here, mm -hmm. um, so I, that's an issue. I should have mentioned that. So the only one that we've mentioned that I would think wouldn't be very good for that windy location might be magnolia, um, just because in the because you won't get very good blooms out of them if they're hit with a lot of that winter um, winds later in the season, because uh, those buds are already set on and that's where magnolia can be wonderful, but it can be very disappointing as well because some years they just the blooms just don't. I think, and I think the cucumber magnolia is one of the later yeah. later magnolias that bloom, and mm -hmm. I think it escapes the frost. It does. You're right. You know, but uh, and, and in fact, uh, we're starting to see any and the magnolias. The uh, what is the large one down in south of Kansas City that they have a, the uh, large magnolia? The um, is that the saucer? No, mm -hmm. but there's a saucer and the star we can grow up here. Mm -hmm. And this was the Grandiflora. Oh, okay. The Grandiflora. And uh, that we saw nor further north uh, in Kansas City. Now we're starting to see it all the way up here in Nebraska. And that's another bud tree. But that is kind of close on the frost thing, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. I think saucer magnolia escapes the frost very well, doesn't it? Uh, I think that one had a yeah. little more problems. But, yeah, um, yeah the, I think the star actually does a little bit better than the saucer does. Yeah. Um, okay. The white one. But, yeah, there's some good choices there for you. It's there's like only about 600 different types of crab apples <laughs> you yeah. can look at for size. Yeah. And you can just yeah. out pick, pick and uh, customize the crab That's apple true. you want. Yeah, Kelly, you say you want to walk underneath it. How tall are you? <laughs> are, are you a tall person? <laughs> my, my, uh, one of my sons, or my, one of my sons I think is looking to be like his dad. And my husband is 6'4", and his oh. socks. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, Larry Germer told me something a long time ago, and <clears throat> it didn't, I mean, it to me, it was like a light came on when he said it to you guys. You'll be going, <laughs> Randy, geez, that isn't all that great of rev revelation. But he said, if you've got a limb that you're walking into, and it's a small tree, and you're waiting for that limb to grow up out of your, you know, out mm -hmm. of out of your walking under distance, it ain't going to happen. Nope. 
the the limb just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. but it's, it doesn't go taller and taller. It stays in that one space. Exactly. Forever. And so you might as well, when you plant it, get maybe a couple of years on it and start working on the, if you want to limb it up, yeah. and as the, you said. Another thing is, too, that we found out in like the Arboretum that we keep the limbs fairly low to the ground. So you have a, it has a lot of trees have kind of a, a rounded or pyramidal low to the ground. And everything, it's really better for the tree. you got more leaf area. The tree grows better. And that's naturally how trees grow. Right? Low to the ground? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. All uh, right. The, yeah. the stuff we see in our yards or something mm-hmm. that, that's in, that has been an arboricultural type of man-made yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But if you go out into the forest, most trees limb low. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know, and everything. So right. well, Linden is beautiful when it when you let it be its yeah, natural form yeah, with those those yep. branches all the way to the ground it's conical shaped and it's, all yeah. it's beautiful and no wonder you're no not going to weed whack around uh, that. no wonder <laughs> the uh the japanese beetles love them it so much yeah, they're that, pretty yeah. <laughs> i saw somebody's yard one time that it had a uh, a pin oak uh-huh. that they never limbed up oh wow and that was a really a <laughs> magnificent oh, yeah. look to it because pin oaks are ones that they really like pushing their branches oh, yeah. the low branches right. to the ground right so. kelly did we get you taken care of or you're just as confused as when you called <laughs> in oh i'm still just as confused there you I go do thank your attempt okay you guys have a nice day you, you, you too four zero two seven two nine three three eight three four zero two Seven two nine three three eight three. Thank you for being patient, Gary from Pickerel. Hello, Gary. Hi there. Got a question? Go ahead. Yes, I got a question. It's been dry so long, and we've got a lot of trees uh, along our driveway. Uh, I think they're maybe Bradford pear. They're decorative. They get white flowers on them uh-huh. in the spring. Mm. Yep. And as dry as it's been, they're getting older. They've been there since we built the house, probably 12 years. But would it be a good idea to try to water those trees as dry as it's been or what? I don't know what to do. Yes, for sure. Um, So people often think that your tree is old and mature, so you don't need to water it at all anymore. And that's not true. Um, Even the older, fully mature trees need Mm -hmm. a drink, especially in these drought situations. Um, So once a week, you know, maybe we're getting a little cooler now, so maybe once every couple weeks. Um, but go out there and give it a nice slow trickle for, if they're that big, probably half hour, 45 minutes at least. Don't yeah. go too much with that, but yeah. And, and you know, okay. and basically uh, those roots, are 90% of them are in the top foot and a half of soil. And so it's, you know, putting a sprinkler there and, and, just, and just watering those trees mm-hmm. will really help them along, especially... And we get into a dry fall, it'd be a good idea before we get into winter to, to make sure that root zone is moist mm-hmm. and okay. everything. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a good idea to do. Okay, I don't want to lose them because they're kind yeah. of a decorative uh, right. tree, you know, and stuff. Uh, so, and, and I had a, excuse me. Go ahead. I had another uh, issue this summer. Uh, had a couple trees that, one was a linden tree, also a, taller tree that I had moved in years ago and the other one I'm not sure what it was but they just the leaves turned brown and it was like an insect eating on it we had them sprayed and treated but boy they really I think they're going to live but what was that was that Japanese beetle I don't know what he sprayed it for maybe it was but uh 
Yeah, uh, there's probably. probably a good chance, especially this year, that they're yeah. assaulting and pretty in extensive damage. Over in Pickerel area, yeah. yeah. Pretty bad. I looked at some, it was the other side of the highway, up right around Pickerel, um, and they were pretty bad up there. So I would Very guess <coughs> that's probably what you're dealing with. You said you didn't know what kind of tree that was that they were on. One was a linden, the other one he didn't know. Okay. So but the, yeah. but the linden... Are uh, one of their best. Yeah, they, they really like linden, apparently. And uh, mm -hmm. and although it look makes them look... The tree looks like it's on death's door. They actually really spring back fairly well. Is yeah. that right? They still had built plenty of, of sugars in that through the first part of the summer. It'll come back and be and it'll look just fine next year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just, I just wondered about that, mm -hmm. so... Uh, thank you very much. I was going to mention um, when we were talking about the watering for your trees, if we um, continue to see the drought through the winter and have a dry winter like last year, you would want to try to, if you can, um, water those trees like once a month through the winter too. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we tend to think, oh, they're dormant. We don't need to worry about them anymore. But trees are still alive during that time. And that's why we had so much problems with them this year um, coming out of that dry winter so definitely want to give them a drink if you can um, from time to time through the winter as well. Yeah, especially are those, uh, excuse me. That's okay. Uh, are those kind of trees, uh, what's the lifespan on those? Uh, I heard one time on a, uh, it was an Omaha station, uh, University of Nebraska had on that. Those kind of pear trees, whatever they are the, with the mm -hmm. flowers on them, mm -hmm. are a kind of a short-lived live tree but they've been there since oh gosh probably 12 years now and they're you know like 20 30 foot tall are they will they stay well <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many do you have you know just half a dozen more yeah what i can't hear very well i said how many do you have oh gosh there's probably uh well, Nicole's been out there already before, but there's probably uh, close to 20 of them. Wow. Uh, scattered along the driveway. And I heard that on that program that time that they were only, would live for, you know, eight, 10 years, but they look really healthy. The frost has nipped the flowers the last two years mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. but they're still green, but. I'm concerned about it. That's why I'm going to try to water them. It's kind of hard, right. but uh, I I didn't know what what the lifespan of that particular tree is because it is just a you know it's they're along the driveway just a decorative tree. They look they mm -hmm. look pretty, but uh, I didn't know if there was anything to that what I heard or if they're uh, how long they are expected to survive. <laughs> so they can they can live for many years. Um, really? The problem with pears is that they have um, they grow fast and they have bad branch attachments and they that's tend to, they tend to break in storms. Yeah, that's what got mine. So the flowering or the fruiting kind are going to be the same. So that's yeah. going to be your right. hardest your your biggest issue with them. Um, they G great if, shape, yeah, yeah, great shape, and then. Uh, the three different windstorms came along mm -hmm. and took a third at a time. Right. We'd come home and we, one third was gone. Yeah. And then we had two thirds yeah. of a tree that we lived with until another third went. And then mm -hmm. we finally took it out they and have, put in a bird feeder uh, there. They have very narrow. Best move range. ever. They're, 
their branches are all attached really narrowly. Yeah, so yeah they, they stay. It's they're solid trees. Uh, they're a little bit protected with the other windbreak, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah. so I haven't had any problem with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, they, uh, I was just curious uh, what to yeah. look forward to. So yeah, That's give them a drink like, of water if that, you can, huh? That and rust are probably your two biggest problems yeah, with pears. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. You betcha. Thank you. you. Uh, that was Gary from Pickerel. And we'll be back with your phone call on Yard and Garden Live. We're going to take a quick time out. We'll be right back. Oh, my. Led Zeppelin, I believe, huh? Bumper music from <laughs> our music library on a Friday morning here on Yard and Garden Live. As, uh, well, we're kind of just making final approach here for 2022 yeah, and crazy. Uh, yeah um we uh have open lines right now at 402-729-3383-402-729-3383 uh call please and uh we've been talking about you know tree this tree that and um i had a co-worker said well what are you going to, can you plant a tree this time of year? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that was a good yeah. question because we in Nebraska are pretty well, you know, tunnel visioned into planting our tree on, on our Arbor Day, mm -hmm. and which is a good time too. But this is a good time to plant a tree as well. Is there, are there any trees that don't like to be planted this late? Not really. All the trees I've talked to say yes. I like to be planted you in the fall. To the trees, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I, I think uh, this is a perfect time because you've got the trees starting to go into the dormancy. Uh, you've got the weather that's starting to calm down a little bit, and hopefully, you have some moisture. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. a perfect hopefully. time. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. yeah I'm always moisture. trying to be hopeful. And of course, it's a, just a great time to uh, plant a yard or top seed your oh, existing yeah. yard. Yeah. Uh, it's also time to. Uh, maybe go in and remove the, the things that need to come in for the winter. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk a little bit about that if you'd like to. But uh, right fall, now, no, go ahead. Fall fertilization. Fall fertilization. treatment of perennial weeds. Yeah, real, impo real sure. important to get out. If you, now. Yeah. And if you had hen bit yep. this spring, believe it or not, go out and uh, uh, you might find some hen bit out there right now and uh, be a good time to... Take care of that. Wow, we've got calls backed up. We got um, Gary from Friend. He's we had two Garys. Okay, Gary from Friend. But before you, we have Scott, and Scott's calling in from Firth. Hi, Scott. Hi. Good morning. How are you? We are fine. What's your question? Well, I had two, but it sounds like you got calls. So I'll, I'll ask. No, 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 no. Ask them okay. both. Okay. Okay. So. I planted a, a, only about a two-foot Chinese maple this spring. Been watering the thing all summer long, and I planted it where it gets probably about 90% sun. And so, and it really hasn't grown much, and I know it's, I think it's a slow grower anyway. I, I've read some places where it says it should be in the shade uh, partially the day. I, I'm just trying to find out if, if I need to move it this fall or if that's true. Hmm. How? Where, where did you? Number one, where did you get it? When did I get it? No, where? 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 Oh, where? Um, oh my gosh! You know, I think it was just probably one of the big box stores that I bought this spring. I okay. saw it. Yep. Okay. Okay. 
So you said it was what kind of tree? It's, uh, I believe it's like it's called the Chinese maple. How about Japanese maple? Oh, there we go. Okay. There we go. That's exactly what it is. Sorry. <laughs> and it was plant, and you planted it in like full sun. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. in the full sun. All right. So they do need to be a little more protected. Yeah, and but they do need at least a half a day of sun for mm -hmm. coloring up and sun. everything. And they, you have a very uh, if you, it, it well it survives and grows on a very expensive tree. They are extremely expensive in the nurseries mm -hmm. for some reason I don't know why, but they're very popular and they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think, but yeah, I I think if you could have at least a half day's worth of sun, yeah, with some protection. Yeah, it's the protection that's a bigger thing I think with those Japanese maples. Do you know what variety by chance? I don't, but you're okay. right. It, they are expensive trees, and I, I don't have much invested in this little two foot tree, like maybe twenty bucks. You know, I just grabbed it. You know, but mm -hmm. I, I have no idea the variety of it. Okay, so there's one called um, Blood Good, and that one's the hardier version mm -hmm. that we have here in Nebraska. Um, but I will tell you, after the um, winter of 2021 i saw a lot of dieback and a lot of complete death in japanese be or japanese maples um, and uh -huh. that was because of the the extreme cold so the ones that survived or the parts of the tree because sometimes it was like a half a tree died mm -hmm. um was were the trees that were more protected um so if it was in you know blocked by those winter winds that's the thing you want to keep in mind so um if you've got like a lot of times you'll see like a house where it makes like an L with the garage or whatever. If you can get it back tucked in there a little bit, that kind of helps um, protect it or, you know, with a windbreak around it or whatever. But not I don't think I would put it like right out in the middle of a landscape and no. and hope for. Okay. Hope yeah. The and they're they're a smaller tree, so they do a great job maybe an ornamental up against a house mm -hmm. or in a, in a backdrop of say some evergreens or something like that. But and another thing is to adequately mulch that mixture mm -hmm. going into the winter a dry winter with adequate moisture in the root zone that'll help cut back on some of that winter kill and everything mm -hmm. okay all right thank you mm -hmm. um my next question is maybe a loaded question but i live out on an acreage and uh, we have a lot of cedar uh trees uh adult cedar trees everywhere and i've kind of always wanted to maybe plant some fruit trees but somebody told me that it's kind of hard to do that because the cedar trees uh, do the, oh gosh, what do I want to call it? Like the rust? Cedar apple rust, uh, yep. Y yeah, is that is that true? I mean, is that kind of like, I'm, I don't want to waste my time and money to, to plant fruit trees if, if I'm going to struggle with them. No, if you want fruit trees, plant fruit trees. You're not going to get far enough away from a cedar in Nebraska to not get cedar apple rust. So it really doesn't matter that you <clears throat> have them right there. The biggest thing would be looking for resistant varieties so that you don't have to spray all the time. So you want to look for resistance to cedar apple rust and apple scab. Those are our two big ones that we look for resistance. Of. Rust and scab. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, I, and, and it, there are some good resistant varieties out there. Just do your research mm -hmm. because uh, they may be a little bit more expensive, but they'll be well worth it. Okay, all right. You got like nothing to do but just... Spend time with the trees because <laughs> I don't know how many how many fruit trees you're gonna gonna plant, but man, they can they can take some time. Yeah, I love I love trees, and you know people always say, well, you're, you're kind of close to retirement. What would you? Why would you want to do that? <laughs> I've always I've always said I've always heard people say the best time to plant a tree 
was yesterday. Yeah, that's yep. true. That is so true. You know? Yeah. And get yourself a good sprayer. So you get yourself good trees and make sure you have a good sprayer, okay? Okay. Well, I'll add that to my honeydew list. There you go. You need a good sprayer, and you'll have some great <laughs> fruit. And listen, thanks right. for the call. Hey, hey, thank you very much. You betcha. Bye. And thank you for being uh, patient, Gary. Gary up in Friend. Hi. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, what stage would uh, emerald lash borer be in? Oh, what stage? At this time of year? Yes. Mm, it'd be back down into their larval stage at this point, mm -hmm. trying to think through the life cycle. So they emerge as an adult. Typically, I think it's around the middle of June, if I'm correct mm -hmm. there. Um, and so um, I would think by now you wouldn't be seeing adults anymore. It has not been found in Friend. Um, mm, yeah, not that I know of. Uh, right. Well, I had a green bug come out of a, a wood board, an old board that was laying in the grass. I put it up by the barn the other day to throw it away uh but here i seen a green bug come out of it and it just reminded me what a ash borer might look like oh, did you catch it or take a picture of it or anything yeah. <laughs> no by the time i went in to the barn to get a can to try to trap it it was gone it flew off <laughs> you were gonna eat it weren't you gary you're gonna Could eat that bug it could have I'm been a Japanese beetle. We are still seeing Japanese beetles. I was out in my garden the other day, and I was like, I thought they were all dead. But, yeah, you there they them. were. Right. There was like three or four of them. Um, yeah. And so it could have been a Japanese beetle. Those have been pretty no, prominent uh, this time of year, or this year. Well, no, this this was small, uh, narrow-bodied compared to a Japanese beetle. Okay. Yeah, I've been watching them all year. There's, you know what they look like, huh? <laughs> Yeah. There's also yep. <laughs> some green tiger beetles that are mm -hmm. smaller that it could have just been in the grass. Uh-huh. Um and came out, you know, and they're fast. Um so I wouldn't be surprised if you missed that one. Um Yeah. So there are some of those and they have a slender body. Um with it being a you said it was a board that you found it in, like an old board? Yeah, it came out of a mm -hmm. like an old nail hole. I don't think that, because um, EAB would come out quickly. Like, um, they're not going to stay in there for a long term. So uh -huh. I would guess it's something else. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, okay, next question is, uh, you've heard of uh, honey locusts being, uh, oh, what do I want to say, uh, bred so they don't have thorns? Mm -hmm. mm. Thornless and seedless well, honey locusts, yeah. Yeah, well, let's when we when you guys gonna sterilize the evergreens? <laughs> <laughs> There's a big controversy in Nebraska. One side wants it as a weed invasive weed, and the other side wants them for a great yeah. shelter shelter building and uh, habitat for uh, birds, especially. So it's a great right. controversy going on. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, they do move around. You know, they do. the pheasants move them around, the birds move them around, but. Uh, Pretty, I I think if this drought continues, I think you'll see it being a predominant tree that survives this 
dryness type of thing, you know. I don't know. We've seen a lot of problems. Well, with them I've in the got I've got plenty of windbreaks. I do enjoy them. Yeah. I mean, they're I like them around the farmstead, and uh, but out in the pasture, it's a different story. Oh yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. Well, listen, uh, uh, Gary. Uh, thank thanks for calling, and uh, maybe we'll hear from you next year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll try to get a hold of you next year. All right. Thank perfect. You. Thank right. you so yep. much. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, let me see. I know we have a call coming up on the other side, Colby, uh, out from Western. Uh, we will uh, be talking with you in about three minutes. Don't go anywhere. This is Yard and Garden Live. Well, doggone it. Uh, Colby couldn't 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 hang with us uh, from Western. So uh, we either dropped the signal or he said, hey, guys, I got a life. I got I I got I got things to do. Uh, So four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. That opens up our phone lines at four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. George Pinkerton, Nicole Stoner, Yard and Garden Live. On old red ninety nine five, taking calls, kicking butt, taking names, huh? Right, right. Uh, we do have Colby back. Hi, Colby. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Thanks for calling back. What's your question? Uh, we were driving around the other day, me and the wife were in Columbus, I think, and we seen a little. It looked like a lilac, but it wasn't a bush. It was a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. we've got those in Fairbury, I think, yep. here on some corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are cool, yeah. and they smell great when they're in bloom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just about four feet tall, maybe. I was just wondering if that's all the bigger they get. It was just kind of a nice little round, looks like a landscaping kind of thing instead of a full-on, that's going to get real big, I guess. Sure. No, I, you know, I understand. that. So you're talking the tree? Yeah. It, it wasn't a shrub. Was trimmed up. It might be a lilac or a lilac shrub. Well, so there's a, um, there's a Japanese tree lilac um, that, huh. that, like Randy said, they're on the corners here in the downtown area of Fairbury. Um, uh, and in Beatrice, they've got them along that yeah. road that goes by the railroad museum or whatever. But they're not really specifically small trees. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, no. they've they yeah, got some size. Just a little like a landscaping shrub or something. Yeah. Added a little landscaping right up by their house. Would it have been a uh, one of those lovely grafted things, George? Could be, yeah. That could be. So yeah. they in the nursery trade sometimes they take a shrub and they graft it to a tree trunk, like a small uh-huh. tree trunk. Yep. Um that could be what it is. It wasn't blooming or anything, was it? It had the uh purple blooms on it all over and was it a Cantonius or, or not a purple Wait, and this was purple re- leaf and this like was like recently? Smoke tree. Yeah, it was uh the summer we were Smoke oh, this summer. Could it was this be, summer. Was it the blooms or were the the color of the leaves? Because uh, smoke trees have got a real good purple color mm-hmm. to them. That was had green leaves and then purple blooms. Mm. Uh, when was it this summer? Mm. That's a good question. In July. Yeah. Hot. June, July, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know the lilacs will, the trees will bloom a little later mm-hmm. than the bushes do yeah. the shrubs, but it's not. Usually July. It's Mm-mm. probably just probably late May or early June, doesn't it? I would think so. Yeah. The smoke. The smoke tree will give you a wispy looking bloom. They have, but they have a greenish purple uh, colored leaf and everything. So 
Those guys okay. grow crazy. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm going to take some cuttings this year off of a an old, a smoke tree, an old old smoke tree mm-hmm. this year, cool. and they're cool. they got they're real nice. That's yeah, interesting. It's it's a hard to figure out for sure what you're which one you're because there's there's a lot of options on that I guess so. I'll um, see if I can find a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, that would help. Online or something, and I'll either send it, either email it to you or something. Yep. Yep. Perfect. That would work. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Colby. We are Yard and Garden Live here on uh, this Friday morning in September, the 16th day of September. Yard and Garden Live at 402-729-3383. We'll be back with your questions after this. Boom. Ah, we are back. What's what's that? What's going on over here? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Private conversation, are we having a private conversation? It's going to be a coup next Okay. (laughs) You're taking over. Oh, no. Oh, no. What will I do? What will I do? I'll go home and watch Andy. Go home home and watch your tree grow. Yeah. George. Watch little George grow. Uh, (laughs) 402-729-3383. 402-729-3383. And now that I have your cell number, I plan on... Uh, getting you photographic updates on George. Uh, you know, I'll I'll show you know after winter's done. I you might can see George going yeah, through puberty. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like that. That. Yeah, yeah like you should be proud. George's first communion. Yeah, the whole bit. Oh my. And, you know, it's bar mitzvah oh, for George. Oh, bar mitzvah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That'll be kind of hard to find around clip, here. Clip, clip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be fun. You're going to wish you never sold me a tree. Uh, you really are. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to be the worst tree you ever sold. Uh-huh. 402-729-3383. Yard in Garden Live. Uh, the last one for 2022. We got that last caller, and we just came up with an idea. Oh, about yeah. That, about that, that, that plant that he didn't saw know. that's blooming. It could be a Rosa Sharon. Could be. And they're blooming this time of year, and they're multicolor like purple, whites, and pinks. Yeah, but he you said know. it was in the middle of summer is what he said. It is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's okay. star- it started about, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. So it, so he should Google Rose of Sharon and right. go, yeah, See, that's, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's an old, old, old plant, oh, isn't it? Yeah. It's it, it, it cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. in the old, old, con- old yards. Yeah, yeah, in the old country cemeteries, like yep. along with the lilac, the roses share. I don't have one. Wow. I feel like I need one. Well, I think I might have one for you, too. Oh. I do. I really do, in fact. We took Very them off good. of uh, down in Kansas. We went down to take cuttings oh. off an old dying apple tree. It was over 100 years old. And they had some Rosa Sharon seedlings there, and we took some with us. So. <laughs> I'm going to have to get but, Goldie on that yeah, one. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring one up. Famous in landscape yeah. and gospel songs. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> huh? Right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk with Mark over in Wymore. Oh, wow. He's uh, kind of close to you over there, yeah. uh, George. Hi, Mark. What's going on? Hey. Well, my weeping willow tree survived the storm. Good. Um, yeah. So it's about... Six years old and it's grown like crazy. I started as just a small stick and it, it's just doing really good. But mm-hmm. I understand they require. I mean, coming into winter, we haven't had a lot of moisture. What's what's some recommendations to keep the thing growing and and beautiful as beautiful as it is? So. Yeah, and your um, weeping willows are a quick grower. So the fact that you withstanded the uh the tornado that you guys had over there that's that's good 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> because that's a little, that's one that would be more problematic in those situations or could be. Um, right. But just water and kind of how I told uh, the gentleman with the, what was it, maples earlier or pears, um, same, similar yep. method. So once every week or two right now, we're getting into fall as it cools down, maybe every couple weeks, um, give it a nice, how old did you say this was? Uh, it's about six years old. Okay. Six, seven years old, yeah. So it probably doesn't have a huge root system, maybe 30 minutes up to 45 during the yeah, time it's, frame. Yeah, its natural habitat is around ponds or mush mm-hmm. areas, yeah, and so, so it does have a tendency to prefer a wetter soil and mm-hmm. everything. But, yeah, okay. I, I, I've seen some very nice-looking mm-hmm. weeping willows. Yeah, they, are, they can yeah. look really good. Yep. Um, and so, as yeah. far as trimming it up right now, you know, because it's touching the ground again, I've, I've mm-hmm. trimmed it three times. It's okay to go ahead and trim it up a little bit. Like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, and and the, the way that tree grows and everything, it does like to touch the ground, and you know, it waves yeah. in the the air and stuff. And um, again, I like what a lot of those trees do. I would, I just put mulch down there and mm-hmm. just let it go and forget the grass. Okay. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to grow. Okay. It's hard to mow under trees like that, and it does so much better yeah. for their mulch. So, weeping willow is another one of those that it looks really great when you let those branches yeah, just yeah. do what they're supposed right. to do and go all the way to the ground so mm-hmm. i'd have to agree with george the mulch around it would be would be great for it so that'd be a good idea mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah it's doing really good and it surprisingly i watched it during the storm and it was all over the place <laughs> uh, and, and i thought well if it's done it's going to be done and, and of course they, we had a lot of trees down and uh yeah so okay well very good thank you for your information so mm-hmm. And thank you for your call, Mark. Yeah, 402-729-3383. We have open lines right now. 402-729-3383. If, uh, is it too late to do a winter garden? Like your um, winter... uh, Radishes and lettuce and stuff like that? It would be a little late at this point. So what you want to look at with those those fall gardens, as you call those. Um, and that, that's yeah. why I was confused for a second. Um, <laughs> Winter garden, just a bunt pile of rocks, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, on the 5th of February. <laughs> Snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to look at your first frost date for those. And typically, so the average first frost in um, the, the gate, southeast Nebraska area okay. is going to be around like October 6th, October 10th, somewhere in there. Okay. Typically. So that's our average. Uh, some years, yeah, it can come in September. Looking at the long-range forecast, I don't see it coming in September. Yeah. I mean, it um, might pop up really quick, and it might be you could still do it, but you might yeah. want to say, well, we want to keep that sheet out in the mm-hmm. shed because it might frost before it's ready to harvest the radishes, and you might want to, you might end up covering up a couple of times. Who knows? Yeah, that, but, or you could try it in like a cold frame situation. Which is um, that? So a cold called? frame is um, like a mini greenhouse that you build over the planting. Oh. So um, a lot of times you'll see it where they like build this box, plant in the box, and on top of the box it's like a hinged piece mm-hmm. of like window, like an old window. Uh-huh. And so what they can do is that hinge makes it so you can lift it up on warmer days, 
or put it down on cool evenings or cooler days. And you can, what is it, about 10 degrees difference? Yeah, at in least. There, I yeah. Think? I've, had, I've had them before and they're just wonderful. Mm-hmm. But it's a 24 7 operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta be, you know, on warm yeah. days or sunny days, you better be out there to. Yeah, because yeah, I cook. Get, it'll yeah. cook. Cook them. out. Yeah. But you might be able, you can extend your growing season with something like yeah. those cold frames. Or so you, you can, might be able to get you some. You could attach it with an yeah. automatic fan, too, temperature automatic yep. fan. That's called a greenhouse. Well, <laughs> 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 let's go to the let's go to the phone have a, uh, a a friend here from fairbury and he's uh, got some things going on in his lawn what's happening sir hello are you there yeah i'm here how are you randy i'm just doing fine uh i understand you you're calling in about your uh, your yard your lawn your grass what's happening yes uh I, this is CB, and I just had a new sprinkler system installed at my place. Uh huh. And I'm, I'm wondering, I've gotten a few conflicting numbers on how much water it should get per week, and when and how often I should water it. Okay, that's good. So, are we talking about? Are you trying to uh, figure it out uh, for the new grass that you're going to go in and plant, or the sprinkler system? No, no, no. It's it's existing grass there, gotcha. and I'm going to give this a shot. For, okay, yep, we got gotcha. you. For the fall and just, but, you know, next year times and yeah. uh, run times and when and stuff like that. First of all, you got to find out how much water your system's putting out in different sections. And it'll it'll vary from section to section, as you could probably figure out. So you need to figure out kind of how much, you know, how long you're going to run your station. Maybe, say, let's just say 45 minutes, just for simplicity you want to find out how much water that is putting down right nickel yes um so the the thank you yeah uh, the the idea behind it is about an inch of water in the spring and fall per week i mean you can go up to an inch and a half in the summer if you really need to um but about an inch and i would do it every, you know about two or three times over you want to so you want to irrigate two or three times a week so that you're getting an inch over that full week. Is that about the way? You're kind of cutting out on me there a little bit. So. Yeah. So, yeah, about a third of an inch a week, is, or each time that you apply the irrigation. Sorry, I keep um, getting myself confused on that. Um, so that is the way that, so that you don't irrigate too much. You know, sometimes people will want to irrigate every day, and what you do with that is you've got a very shallow root system, and the instant that that's not on or something happens, your, your turf is going to die. Um, and one of the ways um, we've been doing some research with, like, some master gardeners in that, um, you don't have to just set it and forget it with your irrigation system. It's actually better to just turn it on when you see um, drought stress occurring on your lawn. So if you go out and see footprints in the lawn, turn your irrigation on and run it, you know, for through that week, run it a few times um, so that you're getting, you know, some irrigation back on there. But um, and the best time to irrigate is early in the morning so that like um, four or five a.m. to about 10 a.m. is a good time to irrigate that. This and and this is a really a good time too, and it's getting towards the end. I really appreciate it, but I, I think I'm, I must be in a bad service area, and I didn't catch all of that, but I do appreciate it. That, okay. So, and if you, um, so my blog has, I'll put all the Q&A on my blog, so it'll be on there, so you can always, uh, always go back and look at the answer there. 
Or you bring me some of your barbecue and I'll take care of all your problems, CB, all right? <laughs> well, I heard Randy say something about barbecue. There you go. <laughs> now he's cutting out. <laughs> right. Did, you know, this is a, a good time of the year, and it, actually it's kind of getting, getting towards the end of this time to overseed or seed fescue. Uh -huh. uh, this, in fact, I think yesterday was probably the last day or in that range, but I think it's still time to do uh, bluegrass and, you know, and interseeding, you're just you're making little slits in the existing lawn to take care and, and put that ground in there. And so it's a good time of year to do that. And, and uh, I, there's a lot of lawns have been damaged this year by the drought. Yes, there so, has. Yeah. has been. So. So. All right, let's take another quick time out, and we'll be back with more of your calls on Yard and Garden Live. Yard and Garden Live on uh, Friday morning as uh, we're taking your calls at 402-729-3383. Love to hear from you. 402-729-3383. Talking a little bit of everything. And, uh, uh, George, you uh, had some sad, some things that you thought might be worth mentioning here. Uh, we have no calls. What's going on? What do you what, what Well, do you... this is a time of year, too, that I think Nicole and I discussed this, and this is a good time of year to start – you know, transplanting and moving some perennial balls, planting some daffodils this time mm -hmm. of year, uh, moving the iris out, uh, digging up and separating the peonies, you know, going out there. And I, I, and I think sometimes, it, and uh, don't you use, sometimes do on the peonies, you do treat them with a little bit of a, a powder, uh, like a uh, antifungal type thing sometimes. I've you never could. done it, never you know, but, but. This is a good time of year to replant those in some different mm -hmm. beds, spread them out a little bit. Iris and peonies both react real well to being separated a little mm -hmm. bit. You know? Yeah, so this if they is get too tight, some of those right. plants. Um, I think it's lilies I hear a lot of times where they get too crowded and yeah. then they won't bloom. Yeah. So if you're seeing that, you know. But when you, when you replant them, don't plant them too deep. Right. It's just about right. like when they came out of the soil. Right. Just so those buds just below the soil ground. So and right. if you've got any of those summer bulbs like your um, gladiolus and those kinds of things, um, probably start thinking about digging those up. Yeah. For the Asiatic lilies, mm -hmm. would that fall in that? Mm, I think those will overwinter. Okay. Yeah, mine overwinter. I think those will Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but um, the, other, the other thing is, too, just a little bit longer, we'll start thinking about moving some. Um, separating some shrubs maybe or mm -hmm. moving some shrubs around if you have to or mm -hmm. transplanting moving if mm -hmm. you don't want them in that area yeah when they start to go dormant and start losing their leaves it's a good time to do that yeah, yeah. and yeah. if you want to clean up stuff in the fall you can do that once they start turning brown for the year <coughs> um, but one of the things to you know that we're kind of especially with all the the um, information about pollinators is to be cognizant of what you're pruning back in the fall um, and, you know, leaving some of those plants with those hollow stems because some of our solitary bees are already have laid eggs in those. And if we cut those off and get rid of them, we're killing those those uh, future great pollinators. Um, so, you know, I tend to not clean my garden up in the fall, but that's just because I don't get around to it. Well, that's because fall. she uses <laughs> and she uses that as an excuse. I do. Well, I, do. I use it as an excuse. It's helping the pollinators. Yeah, you know. yeah and, and a lot of it too is even in, in the spring not to clean up so early. Right. Yeah. You know, let right. some of those insects get a little more established and everything. Right. As you're you know, your uh, your asparagus beds. Mm -hmm. um, they're you know let them go. I I let them go until they, you know, get a 
good couple of frosts on them oh, before yeah. I cut them down. You want to wait till those things tell you they're yeah, ready to be cut yeah. back if you are going to yeah. cut those things. Yeah. Um, they'll turn brown on their own, and then you cut them. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, just a little tip, if you want to use it, fine. You cut those things down, you wait about two weeks before you haul them off. Mm-hmm. They're a lot lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much lighter. Uh, Asparagus much is really heavy? Well, asparagus head. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, once you get yeah. a big bunch of that. What do you do with leaves then? I just don't do anything with <laughs> leaves. So, and you know, but that brings up another good point. You don't want to leave leaves on your turf through the winter because that mm-hmm. can lead to more problems with like snow mold and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, rake those up and use them as living mulch, or not living mulch, but use them as mulch in your flower beds and that. Adding a little bit of winter mulch for them, mm-hmm. um, or if. Uh, you have a really big yard and a lot of leaves, just mow over them. Mm-hmm. At least to chop them up, um, you're going to be better off chopping them up than you would be just leaving full leaves on the, I, on the landscape. I think Rock did a study on that, didn't he, of, of just mowing leaves up and even leaving them on the, mm-hmm. you I know, after so. to mow them up and, and, uh, and they broke down fairly fast. Yeah, so they do. I, I, what I've done, too, I had several large trees, and I just mow in big circles and push the leaves to the Right, right at the, the base yeah, of the tree. Yeah, to the base of the tree, so it's kind of like a mulch and everything like that. That's a good idea. Well, now that's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. I like that. Kept me up for nights trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbors look at me and go, like, "What? <laughs> He's doing it again, yeah. honey. <laughs> He's doing it again." <laughs> they well, know you, George. It's he probably, <laughs> does he have that bottle of vodka with him again too? <laughs> the water no, bottle. Water bottle. No, he just. Uh, let's go talk with uh, Doug from Diller. Hey, hello. I'm sorry. Say it again. Oh, this Doug. Yeah, Doug. What's your question? Uh, I've got a lot of winter dip, kinds of different winter squash in my garden, and I was wondering how long do I need to leave them lay out there to harden so they'll keep good for winter. Mm. Winter squash are mature when your fingernail does not poke through the rind with a little bit of pressure. That's how you know okay. when they're mature. Um, and then you want to cure those. I want to say it's about 10 days, isn't it, for, yeah. for those in a pretty decent uh, humidity location. I've got a question. What what are we carrying them for? It makes them uh, store longer. Well, you're still eating them. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it just it helps you them. He was asking to keep them for longer in yeah, the winter. Yeah, I was okay. Yeah. So go you ahead. cure them and it keeps them Okay, longer. go. Okay. Christmas. Yeah, I've got so many of them out there. i probably got 100 squash laying on wow. the ground out there. That <laughs> Wow. You had some big plants that went crazy, huh? <laughs> yep. And no squash bug. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. They didn't bother them at all this year. Wow. Yeah. Good. Good deal. The, vi- the vines are starting to die now. That's why I was wondering. Mm-hmm. The ends of the vines are still setting squash on. But, right. But yep. everything came early is is getting pretty hard. I have a few out there that are just kind of collapsing, so I don't know if I needed to get them out of there. Or <laughs> yeah, once they've got that hard rind, you can pick them and then store them in a location where you can, you've got pretty good humidity, um, and that will help them to last longer. And then once they've gone through like 10 days through that curing process, then you can store them like in your basement or somewhere fairly cool. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Four zero two seven two nine three three eight three four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. Just, uh, I was going to pop up the uh, forecast here because I was thinking 
that this might, outside of the wind, might not be a bad time to, uh, no, I'm going to take that back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) High's going to get up to around 90 on Saturday. So Mm. You're thinking weed control. Yeah, I was, I was. And uh, sunny on hot, Hot. hot, low 90s on Sunday, Mm. upper 80s again on Wednesday. So we really want to see temperatures more in the 70s and below before right. we break out the the 24d huh correct and I'm if you open maybe uh in the next maybe by the end of september hopefully uh-huh. we'll start going down into those cooler temperatures and uh you need about what three nights in or three days in a row mm-hmm. that are going to be cool mm-hmm. that keep the uh 24d from Moving into moving around, yeah. Moving around. And you can mm-hmm. also, this fall is a good time to go ahead and fertilize your yard. Mm-hmm. Oh, a, absolutely. With a small amount of nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Four zero two seven two nine three three eight three. But the but the the hen bit and the and the, I don't know if that's germinated quite yet. Uh, yeah, but you you're going to wait anyway, right? No. Yeah. So the hen bit, if you do a two four D towards the end of October, you'll get the hen bit. Good. Yeah, that's when you want to go after yeah. that. Clover and uh, dandelion. and. But not, why do you do clover? Clover's good for you. Well, your some people yeah. don't like it. Yeah. I don't have any clover. So. Are you against red cedar then, too? Speaking of pollinators, clover is a Is great this tree going to give me plant. as much trouble as you do? You I just bet it, it is. You named it George. Yeah. Wait, till, wait till it's a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. Love that. Let's go talk to Kim from Fairbury. Hi, Kim. What's going on? I was wondering if you could give me some advice about. They are not rose bushes. There are sticks sticking up out of the ground this year. <laughs> okay. And they look wonderful in the spring, and then they just went to yellow leaves first, and then the leaves started dropping off, and holes in the leaves, and then they just started dropping off, and now we just have sticks sticking up about, oh, a little past knee high because I cut them off last fall, and I don't know if I damaged them then or if it's just We've been up at our new house for 13 years, and <laughs> they've never done good up here. They always did good on the south side of uh, 14 or 14th Street, but needless to say, up here they just don't seem to do very good. And I'm just wondering if there's a trick to it up here, or if all the good soil is blown off, or what. Now, did you you so you transplanted them? Yes. And you uh, put them in their present location, and ever since they've been transplanted. They haven't really done as well. Is that what you're saying? or Right. Okay. Exactly. Guys? And we've sprayed what, with the actual for bugs a couple sure. of times last year, and it didn't do any good or anything. And I'm just wondering if it's time to just pull them all up and start okay. with something else. Or Are these tea roses? Hybrid yes. teas? Yes. Oh. Well, there's a variety. There's, yeah. In fact, I bought four more last year and planted them on the other side of the driveway. And needless to say, they look worse now than they did when I bought them. So. You said the leaves got yellow and then fell off. Mm-hmm. In the yellow, was there a black spot? No, no black spots, but little holes like they had been getting eaten up. I thought possibly they were getting eaten up by ants even. Yeah. Ants don't really, ants are a predator insect. They don't feed on our plants really. They feed on the bugs. They oh, the, bag, the plants. The bud bugs. How about that? I didn't know that. Learn yeah. something new. Um, it could have been Japanese beetles with holes yeah. in the leaves, because um, you mentioned that too. Um, were the holes mostly like a uniform circle along the edge of the the leaf, or were they like just speckled throughout? 
just kind of threw out, but you could always tell on the edge. It just looked like a little bite was taken out or, you know, kind of like so those... I thought even rabbits even, but then I thought there's no way a rabbit could get that. Yeah, in up. the middle, yeah. So the if it's right on the edge like that and if it's a fairly uniform circle there, that could be the leaf cutter bee. Those are harmless to our plants. They're using that to lay their eggs, um, and they're a good pollinator. Um, the speckled uh, holes throughout, that could have been Japanese beetles. Um, there's a few fungal diseases that our, our roses get. Um, so I would advise for pruning of roses, it's best in the in April, like mid-April. If you prune them in the fall, what happens is um, they are one of those with a hollow stem. Moisture can get in there, freeze and thaw, and it can crack the crown and kill the plant. So you, oh, okay. you want to avoid that if you can. Um, but what I would say is, it might be a few things. Um, next year, I would look into a rose fungicide. Okay. I Even though you're saying you're not seeing the black spots in there, um, you know, for, for the disease called black spot of roses. It's real mm -hmm. creative with the name there. Yeah, really. um, but the yellowing leaves makes me think that it could be a fun, fungal thing. Um, so I would maybe do that in the spring. You can also prune out the dead stuff in the spring. Um, like that mid-April time frame is a pretty good time to start thinking about pruning roses and just cut out any of the dead stuff. So you should be able to see in the spring. So I've got, I've got shrub roses, but you can usually see a line of like black to like a green stem or a black right. or brown stem. That mm -hmm. black and brown isn't going to do anything. So cut that stuff off. Okay. Go uh, below that. Yeah. Then. Go below that. And you, and it's a really, it's a weird distinct line between the, the healthy growth and the, the mm -hmm. dead growth yeah. on roses. And so cut that stuff out in the spring. Use a fungicide. I would do that like right away as they start coming, you know, start leafing out in the spring. Use a fungicide on there a couple times through the, the spring um, rainy season. Okay. Um, and watch out for those Japanese beetles. I know uh, when we, uh, we had a lot of roses at downtown Lincoln that we had to maintain. And we always, about the mid- uh, part of March start trimming those just the only because of the fact is there was so much concrete around there that it caused a, mm -hmm. a, a climate uh, right. it warms up climate, it, yeah, yeah. microclimate and it warmed up faster down there and that's what we did but it made a lot of difference when we went in there and, and pruned back the dead in that, that mm -hmm. time of year oh okay yeah. you don't you, you 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 don't have a husband who might be out there grazing on them do you out there doing what I'm sorry grazing eating I, on I them. don't know He's doing a lot of stuff out there, but yeah, I don't know if he's doing that or not. Okay, well, he, I understand that he'll eat just about anything. So, uh -huh. Now, yeah. with the bugs, would I actually see those type of bugs that you mentioned? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, you would see Japanese beetles. They're green and with a copper back on them. Yeah. Um, but no. they, roses and lindens are probably their two favorite food choices. Yep, and don't buy traps. No, don't buy traps. Oh, my goodness. Well, I learned a lesson with a sticky trap with a little wren a couple of years these ago. Are, so these are like, I don't use anything. No, any these are like pheromone pheromone traps, and they'll attract everybody's Japanese beetle to your place. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, don't do okay. that. Don't do well, that. I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> don't want that. Well, I sure appreciate it. But so this winter or this fall, don't do anything to them then. Wait till spring to do yeah. the fertilizer and the. Yep. Yeah. I would just okay. leave them alone this fall and then see how they look next spring. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, they look wonderful this spring. I mean, yeah. they, they came out, they bloomed and everything, and then mine just went to heck, needless to say. But everybody else's around February looked beautiful. Are you, are you <laughs> so watering them? Couldn't, couldn't 
figure out why ours weren't doing so good. But we'll, we'll give it a try next spring. And thank you both, or thank you all very much. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Make thank sure you, you. make Have sure make sure you give them a drink of water. They like that water too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I water them all the time, and that's what I was wondering if I was watering too late in the day, or if it was too late in, or too early, or you know, during the hot part of the day, or you know. When you say you water, how are you watering? When are you watering I, all of that? Uh, usually first, usually middle of the day, usually. And how do you water? Uh, with a little sprink, just a handheld sprinkler. So you're just like going there and putting some water on it, and then moving to the next one, kind of thing. Okay, so you'd be better if you could do either a soaker hose or even a sprinkler irrigation, um, something to get a little deeper irrigation than just over the, you know, holding it there for a couple of minutes. Oh, okay. So you might try to change that up just a little bit. Yeah, trickle, trickle Trip, it for uh, a if while. If you can do a soaker hose through there, that okay. would be ideal. Oh, okay. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you all so mm-hmm. much. I, you give me a lot of a lot of tips and stuff. I'll sure yeah. give them a try then. All right. Sounds good. Good luck Thanks. next spring. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. And, well, gee whiz, we, we need to do this and we'll be right back. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. It is uh, time on Yard and Garden Live to say bye-bye, ta-ta. And uh, we won't see you until 2023. Wow. Uh, I guarantee you the time will go fast. Uh, next time we get together, we'll be talking about that purple flower. Oh, you're right. That purple that flower. Asparagus. <laughs> that and asparagus. Those are our spring And, and rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb. Rhubarb, asparagus, and henbit. Yes. Hello, Yard and Garden Life. Uh, <laughs> just uh, just know that uh, we've, we've had a good time being here. And uh, taking your calls, it's great when we get to take your calls. It's even better we uh, hang up and actually did some good. Uh, and so, uh, if you uh, if you uh, like the program, make sure you take the survey. Right. And again, Nicole. So you can it, find the link to it on my Facebook, and I think it was on the Old Red Facebook as well. Yeah. But it's go.unl.edu/slash. 22 yard and garden that's too much to remember just uh just uh, just search yard and garden on our facebook page or or uh your facebook my facebook is nicole stoner horticulture Uh, okay or or call randy yeah yeah at home yeah preferably after 3 (laughs) a.m please do and you know in the meantime you know i know it's a long time till march but we do still have plant stuff you can always find me at the gauge gun extension office too yeah so. all right very good and thanks uh, for coming george yeah george that, thank you thanks for coming. oh thank you are yeah, you gonna you, you gonna come back two times next year uh, i actually negotiated for three okay <laughs> well <laughs> that you know my, my lawyer me. is just this close it's fine with <laughs> me it's it. fine with me george you, you can come you can come as many times as you want uh maybe even set in and I do the program for Nicole if mm-hmm. she goes on vacation. Well, that, yeah, that's true, too. Also, I can, you know, do a live from the Gage County Fair where, where I'm judging mm-hmm. 4-H projects. Yes, he is our you judge. Know, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. He's I'm one a, of our judges. He does, a, his, does the vegetables. Yeah, I'm a renaissance man. Yeah, well, I wouldn't <laughs> describe you like that, but, I mean, if you, <laughs> if you want to go through life kidding yourself that's whether i can describe you as something fine with me i don't (laughs) care listen until next year keep it green keep it growing and have a great winter